With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Growth with Portia, a weekly conversation for your personal and professional growth. Here is your host, Portia Booker. Hey listeners, welcome to Groove Portia. I'm your host, Portia Booker, and yes, this is my real name. So question for you, did you bring your curious mind today? If so, I don't want to keep you waiting. Let's dive in. The best room to occupy is the room of improvement. Let me say that one more time. The best room to be in is the room of improvement. So question for my listeners today, what will it take for you to embrace the uncomfortable with a comfortable hug? Let that sink in. So today I'm joined by an individual on the other side of the door called the comfort zone, who's on a mission to guide others step-by-step to reach their goals, dreams, highest potential, and stop the cemetery from becoming wealthier. So welcome, owner of Boundless Potential Coaching, your comfort zone coach herself, Miss Lisa D. How are you doing today, Lisa? I'm doing fabulous, Portia. How are you? You know me, every day is great that ends in why. And Lisa, you know I love to start off my conversations with gratitude. What are you grateful for today? Well, I'm going to start it off right at the top. I am grateful that we met over a clothes rack at the loft. (laughs) Or else this podcast probably wouldn't have happened. I am grateful for Shannon and Jamie for having the Align in China event, and that's how we met, and it's just, it's a great event. Been enjoying it ever since, uh, including the last time you spoke. We've had a lot of fun. So I feel super grateful that we met um, overlooking at clothes. <laughs> Strange way to meet people on, for podcasts, right? But I'm sure you have quite a few stories of your own, but I'm grateful for so many things. I mean, I have incredible things in my life and all I can feel is gratitude for them. You know, every day I wake up and I think I have so much in my life. It almost is overwhelming on some days, but really my family, um, friends have been super supportive of everything that I've done and everybody's healthy. That that's a huge, huge one. And really just looking back on my life, you know, all my life experiences, everything that needed to happen, you know, happened in that order and the way that it did. You know, the experience that I had for many years as a CPA, everything I learned, uh, the credibility that I built, you know, and the trust that I built with people. I think that's really important for really making who I am today, you know, as a CPA, as a coach, as a mom, as a friend, really, really shaped me. Lisa, you know, I, I have to laugh for a minute, too, because when I think back to how we met, I mean, that was literally two weeks after my mom transitioned. Literally, I didn't expect to be out and being at social events, but something told me, Portia, get out of the house, do something a little different. You just never know. And you're right. You never know who you might meet. I mean, the fact that we met, you know, looking at clothes and you're right. I've got stories galore about how I've met podcast guests. I mean, one time I was just out just eating dinner and I met a podcast because I mean, it can happen anytime. But I want to go back to something you mentioned, Lisa, just now about how everything in our life tends to happen in a specific order at a divine time. 
And what did it take for you, Lisa, to accept that certain pitfalls in your life were for the stepping stones for you to be where you are today? I really think that when I look back at what people might think is mistakes, and I thought they were mistakes for many, many years, and I realized that they were just lessons I had to learn, experiences that I had to have at that time. Maybe it seemed like, oh, you made a poor choice and this happened. No, it all happened the way it was supposed to happen. And I took something from every one of those experiences. And one of my favorite quotes is from John Maxwell. And sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And so for me, when I look at that and think of that quote, you can't, those are two wins for me, you know, in my book. So I don't really see any of those things as, you know, hindrances, anything that, you know, I regret doing, you know, they all happened and I learned so much from them and it really, you know, shaped me as a person and how I handle challenges and, you know, different situations that I'm in. So I, I'm thankful for those things. You know, Lisa, I'm, I'm also a big fan of John Maxwell. And I love that quote too. You either win or you learn. In my mindset though, I either win or I win learn. So for me, I learn no matter what, whether it's a win, okay, this, this particular steps that I took worked. And then when I'm even in the boat of learning, to me, I still win because I had that experience. I had that opportunity to say, okay, this didn't work out well, but here's what I can do to perfect it or work towards achieving more success the next go round. And Lisa, I wanna, I wanna go back to this too. I mean, you are the comfort zone coach and let's be honest, the comfort zone in my mind is equivalent to planting a seed in a drought. A seed in a drought will not grow. A seed in a drought will not sprout anywhere except stay stagnant where it is. And so Lisa, can you shed some light on, especially in our world today where people want different, right? They want this certain lifestyle, but they're stuck in that, what I call the drought comfort zone. And so what did it take for you, Lisa, to embrace the uncomfortable, like a comfortable hug in your life? That's a great analogy. I love that analogy with the seed, because really there's no magic that happens in the comfort zone. And typically there's very little growth that happens in the comfort zone because you've done things over and over again, you're comfortable there, you're not growing and developing and learning. And for me, I kind of got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was restless, not really happy. And so I had to sit down with myself and say, okay, let's talk about this. What are we doing here with this one life that we have? Are we spending it wisely? Um, and where are we putting our time on things that we're passionate about or just doing the same old thing because that's what I've always done? And I knew what the answer was. And so I knew I had to make a change. And at the time, I didn't know what, but I knew I couldn't keep doing what I was doing because I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I didn't enjoy the work. I had really served my time in that profession and I learned a ton. I, I mean, I had a lot of great experiences, but I wasn't growing. And I knew that that wasn't something that I was going to keep doing long term. And people stay in the comfort zone for a number of reasons, even if it's unpleasant, you know, negative, because it's unknown. You know, it's something that we are, know about. We're afraid to step out because everything that we don't know seems scary. And I just ask people to consider the idea that maybe something even more incredible and wonderful is outside of there. And that's not scary. Think of it as being 10 times more than it is in where you are now, you know, that much better. 
and don't look at it as like it's going to be a negative and there'll be problems and I'll, I'll be afraid or I won't make money if I make a career change or whatever the case may be. Consider that it's going to be even better than you could have possibly imagined. That's what I challenge people to do. Lisa, you know, you just hit on something. I almost see the comfort zone really as your own personal prison, right? Because you were accustomed to staying at a quote unquote, let's use careers, for example. You know, both me and you have had to pivot. I know for me during my television career, taking that leap of faith to one, get there, and then taking that same leap to let it go when my mental health literally took a complete nosedive. And I think we often equate comfort to living, but truthfully to me, being in the comfort zone is really limiting your life. I mean, you hit the nail on the head about the key questions, like what are we doing here? Am I really living a life that's purposeful or I'm living a life that is on purpose for somebody else's benefit. Right. And Lisa, for you, for our listeners who are tuning in, if they're in that comfort zone boat, I mean, we've all been there, you know, what key questions should they ask themselves when they reach that point of like me and you, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired? Yes. I ask my clients something, it sounds like a very simple, basic question. But what do you really, really, really want? You know, if you had to absolutely pick, what would you absolutely love? Forget about, do I have the skills? Is there money there? Whatever those questions are, what do you really want to do? What, you know, what do you want to do with your time? You know, we spend so much of our life working. We should do something that we absolutely enjoy, you know, not have a drudgery where we just drag ourselves out of bed every day or get back on that hamster wheel and just keep going. You know, we were meant for way more than that. And people just think, well, this is all I have. This is my experience. This is what I've done. This is where I make okay money or good money, whatever the case is. But you're not really living. You're just existing. And that's not a way to live. Lisa, you know, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. I talk about that all the time, that we were put here for a purpose. We're not just here to occupy a certain role for 15, 20 years. We're supposed to live out our passion. And Lisa, when you ask your clients, what do they really want? Do you find that they tell you more of what they don't want than what they really want? It's a bit of both. You know, some people have a very defined idea of what they want. Some people are in the middle of the road where they tell me a little bit of what they don't want and a little bit of what they do want. And then others just don't even know. And so in those cases, I just ask them, well, tell me what you don't want. And that will usually reveal to me what you do want. And so it's just asking those probing questions and getting people to think and think about what gets them excited. You know, what gets your blood pumping? What makes you smile? If you think about those things, what is that, you know, and you should gravitate in that direction and away from something that's, you know, just, you're just buzzing along, basically sleeping through your life. That's, that's not living. Oh, no, that's literally just being a prisoner of the societal narrative of being in the hamster wheel, working a regular nine to five. Okay. Yeah. You make pretty good money, but what else is there? 
I mean, you can only, to me, make so much. And if you're chasing the money, then where's the true passion? You know, passion and money can't be on the same pedestal. One has to come before the other. And so, Lisa, for our listeners who are tuning in, if they, one, want to connect with you and learn more about your coaching or work with you, is there a website or a social media handle you can share with us today? Sure. They can reach out to me on my website. I have my calendar link there, and that is boundlesspotentiallife.com. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just look for my name, Lisa D. Mindset Coach. It should come right up under LinkedIn. Or I also have a Facebook group. You know, just look for me on Facebook. You'll find me. I think I have a pretty unusual name. Yes, you can definitely connect with Lisa, our comfort zone coach. Lisa, I got to ask this. What is it that you really wanted before you reached that point of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired? What was it that you really wanted to do that you were too afraid to step out of your comfort zone to pursue? If I really listened to myself, and thankfully I did, I realized I wanted to help people that felt stuck like I did. I really felt for, you know, many years of prison, as you called it, you know, kind of stuck in a place where I felt like, well, this is all I can do. This is my experience, my schooling. What else could I possibly do? And I just encourage people to, you know, open their minds up to other possibilities that you're never really stuck. It's always a choice on what you can do. And so for me, I knew I wanted to help people as I narrowed it down over time. I wanted to help people that really felt that stuck feeling like I did for many, many years. And I didn't do anything for a long, long time. And if there's anything I can ask people is that they don't wait. You know, life is short and precious. And, you know, why wait and waste time doing something that you don't enjoy or you just don't have any idea what's on the other side of the rainbow, so to speak? I think people think, oh, well, it's scary. It's unknown. It's it's also wonderful and fun. You know, I think people think about the risks a lot, which I understand, but consider the sunny side of it. There's actually a lot of great things to consider. And just think about the joy you'll feel every day doing what you really love. At least I feel like the comfort zone is a bigger risk than anything. If I'm in the same position that I was a year ago, I think that's a problem. I think that's a big problem because, I mean, prices go up, taxes inflate, all the things. So really, you're getting cheated when you stay in a place longer than you should have. And, you know, when I think about, Lisa, my true passion for storytelling. You know, that's why I pursued my television career was for that passion and love of storytelling and helping other people to live life a little better by what I was able to share with them. But it was only limited. My true passion for storytelling would only reach a cap where I was, hence my pivot, hence my mental breakdown, which landed me to where I am today. You know, my story, my passion for storytelling fuels me every single day because I'm a firm believer that if our stories are heard, that's where the healing begins. That's where we're able to really help other people to grow, help them to shift their mindset around struggle, being in the comfort zone and shifting it to uncomfortable. And I think, you know, we need to pursue that more, our true passion in life. You know, not always think about the hows and the how much is this going to cost or just start. We've all got to start somewhere. And Lisa, walk us through 
you taking that leap and you starting? What was those emotions like for you to step out of this? I mean, because you were a CPA. So of course, CPA is very high paying. You know, now you're stepping into the boat of unknown where you're with new people. You're helping them to work through those struggles that you had, but you're no longer identified with that role that you had previously. I would say it was both scary and exciting at the exact same time. Really, really. I mean, when I think about it, because of course there was the unknown, naturally everybody is scared venturing into the unknown. And for me, I just think about how I used to feel day to day in my old work. It was really heavy. You know, it was, uh, you know, a bit of a drudgery. You know, I pushed down my feelings and just say, get over it. You have to do it. And that's just not a good feeling to have long term, you know, and I think about where I am now, you know, and really helping people and changing lives. It's just you can't they're not even close. You can't do apples to apples with those. It's such a different feeling to feel like your work counts and that you're impacting people's lives. I just feel that that was something I was definitely missing in my old work. I felt kind of distant from actually being able to help somebody. And it was just kind of, you know, a lot of number crunching and working through forms and different things. And it just didn't really feel fulfilling, to be honest. And where I'm at now is, you know, talking to people about the real heartfelt issues, you know, helping them work through their struggles. I mean, and being able to see them kind of on the other side, you know, making breakthroughs, having light bulbs go off. It's really a fantastic feeling. Lisa, when would you say the Monday anxiety blues subsided for you? I think as I got more into my new role and really embraced it, you know, jumped into it, leapt into it, immersed myself in it, and and also left my old story behind. You really have to leave that old story behind for space for the new story. And until I did that, there was always kind of like this hangover, like some sort of a fragment following me around. And it was just like, I need to cut the ties, you know, and and leave it go in the past. And that was my time, what I needed to do and experience at the time. And it served me well for a lot of different reasons. But now I'm a different person. You know, I'm opening up my new story, you know, and and just like anybody, you know, if you're not growing, you know, what's happening with you? You're stagnating. So you're really opening yourself up to something new. And maybe scary initially, but it's also very fun and exciting on the other side. So I just encourage people to not just look for that glass half empty perspective, think of the glass half full, because really there's also a lot of joy and positive things on the other side. Oh, 100% I agree, Lisa. And, you know, I love what you just mentioned, too, about that stagnant boat, right? You know, I think a lot of us unintentionally, stay there longer than we should instead of really thinking about, okay, what do I truly want? I'm unhappy. My health is starting to go. Everything's starting to break down, but yet I'm still trying to be the little train that could. <laughs> yes. yes. And I know I know I was that stubborn mule for a while where I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep pushing on and pushing on until finally I just said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And Lisa, I got to ask this. 
you mentioned about letting your old story go. And there comes some grief with that, right? Because there's all these badges of honor that come with all the roles that you've held. Now you're letting that go. And so Lisa, for our listeners who are tuning in, what did it take for you to go through that grieving process and to also give yourself grace? You know, I'm not going to lie. There were good days and bad days, you know, because for a long time, I really felt that was my identity. You know, when people say, oh, what do you do? Who are you? Oh, well, I'm an accountant. And so I, I globbed on to that for so many years. I mean, that's who I was right after I college. I went right into that. So for, you know, decades, I really clung to that whole identity. So there was a time where I felt like, oh, do I really want to let this go? You know, this is what I built. This is who I am. And it's it it was in a way, you know, that's my my history. That's my backstory. And, you know, I'm not going to ever change that or regret that. But it's time for something new. You know, it's time for me to add value somewhere else, you know, in the world and people's lives. And I just was really ready for a change because I hung out in that comfort zone for way, way too long. I was just procrastinating and afraid and excuses, all those things that didn't serve me. And I just hung on to them like, you know, an old pair of comfortable shoes. You know, I couldn't part with them. But there came a time where I was like, time to let it go. Time to move on, open a new door, you know, walk into that light and, and just go for it. Well, we all know them comfortable pair of shoes with the holes and all in them. They're so comfortable. You can literally wear them to bed and be happy. Like, right. <laughs> Lisa, you know, I'm glad you shed light on that because I think there's a lot of people who they're still stuck in that comfort zone with their I, that notion of the identity that they once had. You know, and I'm a firm believer and like, you know, what we learned from that Alana Shine event is when you want new or to attract new things, you have to let go of the old. You know, people I think who unfortunately are hoarders, I think they're having a hard time with that, you know, letting go of some of these ideologies and things. I mean, everybody's situation is different, but that's why they stay in that comfort zone of this is all I know, this is, you know, this is what I enjoy, but really you're keeping yourself in a prison. And I think we've all been there at one point. And Lisa, I gotta ask this. I mean, you, I can tell that you are very passionate about what you do, helping other people. You know, how do you find your balance, Lisa, between your passion for helping others and also maintaining your own mental well-being? That's a great question. I often think of that analogy of the, the airplane. You know, if the plane's going down, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you could possibly help anybody else. So you always have to do care for yourself. You know, there are limitations on what you can do for people. You know, make sure that you are your full self. How can you give to others when you aren't, you know, caring for yourself? And I think it's just understanding, you know, there's some boundaries, you know, respecting those boundaries and understanding how people function. You know, I can protect myself, my thoughts, and everything outside of me, I can't control, you know, it's the news or what's happening with the economy, whatever's happening, you know, an issue another person's having, that's all outside of me. What I can control is how I think and then my attitude, how I feel about things, and I can protect that. 
And I definitely understand, you know, people are coming from challenging places. And part of that is really understanding that they're coming from their own limitations, you know, so, you know, when they're coming at you with different things, it could be just their limitations, whatever belief issues that they had over the years, whatever problems that they had, they bring all that in, you know, that's, that's part of who they are. And just understanding that, you know, recognizing that and having some empathy for what they've been through, but doesn't mean I have to take it in, you know, and have a terrible day or whatever happens with it. So it's kind of having those boundaries, you know, kind of drawing a line in the sand, just really to be the best person for you and for them, you know, for that matter. Lisa, I got to go back to what you just mentioned about limiting beliefs and all of those things. Cause I know that we've all had those beliefs about ourselves that also keep us in a place of comfort longer than we should. And Lisa, what would you say was the limiting belief that you had about yourself that kept you in the space that you no longer needed to be in longer than you should have been? I think for me, it was thinking that's all that I could be. You know, that's all I could be was, you know, that's I went to the school for that. I got the experience for that. This is it. You know, this is my lot. And, you know, I shouldn't wish for anything else. And for me, it's realizing that people evolve and grow and you aren't, you know, what you were even a year ago that you even said, you know, we grow and change so much. And I had grown and changed a lot. I kind of outgrew even the image that I had, you know, as, as an accountant. I, I always playfully refer to myself as a bean counter and all those funny stereotypes. I think there's some truth to that. But, you know, I really changed a lot as a person, you know, and, and outgrew that. And, and along with that, outgrew the limiting beliefs that I could, couldn't do more than what I was doing. I really had to think that, you know, I have boundless potential and I need to start using it and not thinking that I just have to stay in my little comfort zone and that's all I can do. So it was really getting over, you know, some of those self-esteem, self-image issues that that's all I was ever going to be when I knew I could be a lot more. Lisa, you know, one of the ones that every blue moon, I still find myself playing an arm wrestling match with is I have to be a workaholic to be successful. And I know there's a lot of people who can resonate with that because we equate success based on the societal prescription narrative of working super hard, you know, wearing the badge of honor of 80 hours a week when you've only got three hours of sleep every night, like, no, such toxicity. And I'm forever grateful, Lisa, that when I recognize that that itis is slowly infringing on my steady role, I'm able to work through that instead of falling victim to it. Because I know, I'm telling you, when I used to work in corporate, oh yeah, I was the girl that was picking up all the overtime and still going out Friday night with my friends. And, but that was so unhealthy. That was so unhealthy. And it's like, what am I trying to prove? Who am I trying to prove? Am I proving it to myself or am I proving it to the higher ups? And I'm glad I was able to shift my mindset around that because to me, rest is more important than making an extra $100 every week and losing out on sleep. But that's for a whole nother day. Oh, Lisa, I knew this conversation was definitely worth the wait. I thank you so much. And I'm I'm forever grateful too for our meeting while looking at clothes because you just <laughs> never know what ideas you can bounce off of people. And you've just been an amazing supporter on my journey of 
grief and navigating life without my mom. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Lisa, for our listeners who are tuning in, I always love to save this question for last. You've left us with so many nuggets today from your own personal journey, from how you went from this place of comfort to now stepping into the arena uncomfortable to live the purpose-driven life that you want. What words of inspiration, Lisa, can you leave with our listeners today? Whether it's someone who was once in your shoes, who now got sick and tired of being sick and tired and wants to take that leap of faith. Or if it's someone who's currently a coach, then maybe they want to polish up on their beliefs to be able to serve their clients even better. What words of inspiration, Lisa, can you leave with our listeners today? No, I often ask people to, you know, think about your funeral. It might sound very negative, but how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to live your life and start living that way? You know, and I know there's things that get in the way. There's always fear of failure or fear of what other people will think. But life is short. Time is precious. And we really need to just jump on it and move past those things. Those things hold us back, hold us back from our really great true calling in a lot of cases. So I encourage people, don't waste time. Think about what's really important. You know, what do you want people to say at your eulogy? I mean, it sounds really kind of creepy maybe to some people, but if you think about that, you know, that really forces you to think about what's truly important and what really matters. Lisa, what do you want people to say at yours? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, for me, I want to feel like I've left people off way better than when I first found them, you know, that I was able to help people make big changes in their lives where it just really improved the quality of their life, whether they lived passionately in their work or their relationships, whatever the case may be that, you know, by working with me, they found joy, you know, that they found passion and really meaning to their life. So that to me would be a great eulogy. For me, I want mine to be I want to be known as the girl who never gave up. Despite all the odds, I still put kindness and love as my energy radiance. And I also want people to remember me as the one who gave it all for everyone else to ensure that they stayed afloat no matter what. Like every single time, Lisa, that I'm going to do a speech or something, the first thing I do is I pray. I ask God to give me the right words to leave with somebody else to stop their dreams, goals, and aspirations from making the cemetery wealthier. Before every single speech I do, I always ask for that. I always ask for that wisdom because we, our lives, our stories, Lisa, are not for us. They're for other people to inspire them from going from a place of struggle and uncomfortable or struggle and uncertain to a more comfortable playing field in their true path of where they need to go. Well, everybody, that was your comfort zone coach herself, Miss Lisa D that you heard from. And that concludes another episode of Grew Portia on this Motivation Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great and awesome week, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.